0: Welcome to the Send Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss horse health, nutrition, training, and performance. Welcome everyone to the next instalment of the Send Nutrition Podcast. You're with your hosts Brian and Peter, and this is episode 20, and we are talking about miniature horses today, ins and outs and information about them, the way to feed them to maintain their condition without being overweight, and also to help limit the metabolic conditions or any other conditions that they may have or that they're prone to develop.
1: How are you, Peter? Brian, I'm doing fantastic. We've lasted 20 episodes. I don't know how, (laughs) but um, the feedback has been um, extraordinarily good. So thank you everyone for for your comments and messages and emails uh, that we're getting. Uh, this podcast is really interesting, especially for people that are not probably horse people that might think, well, a miniature horse, we got to feed it totally different to what we feed a regular horse. That's not necessarily the case. We do have to change a few things up, and you know, our vertically challenged friends. It's not it's not their fault that they're vertically challenged. It's just that that's the breed, and and, and Brian will go into explaining how that breed evolved, um, and we want to probably debunk some myths as well um, in regards to you know the grain feeds that are on the market that that are abundant in 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 miniature horses and just a healthier way to feed a horse to limit those metabolic conditions that that do um you know come up more often than not
0: yeah that's a a great point peter so with the miniature horses they are sort of defined as a horse that is no taller than 38 inches so less than a meter or around a meter tall And they can come in a range of coat colors. They're easily trained. They have a gentle nature, and they're actually quite strong. They can pull up to four times their own weight. So they're like little little pocket rockets. Is that a tank, Brian? Yeah, Yeah, you can get some work out of them. So um, they descended from the Shetland pony, and they were inbred for their size. And as humans understood genetics over the the history it became possible to breed this specific size and they make great pets show animals especially for kids and also they're a form of therapy for disabled people and guides for the blind even so they're they're very versatile they're they're a fun little breed um you can get into the serious side of showing them just because of their size yes they they should be treated differently calorie wise but the foundations of this diet should be the same as if you're feeding a taller horse
1: great point brian great point point. and i think just to kick that off is as we sort of drum on on every podcast that that free choice hay or, or pasture should be the foundation of of any diet so all horses regardless of their weight you know condition should have access to to hay or pasture you know 24 hours a day ideally if not obviously with spring grass and things like that we've got to you know we've got to be careful um you know ideally a grassy hay if if possible if not obviously you know we can make exceptions and we can help the owner try to balance that diet obviously if if that's the need but just getting back onto the onto the roughage um horses are trickle feeders so so they need and and they're designed to have roughage flowing through them pretty much all day every day if you're going to go out for a drive um, and you see you know a paddock out there of horses they've got their head down pretty much in pasture or, or hay you know, almost 24 seven. So they need that roughage flowing through, which helps you know, with a lot of bodily functions, help with digestion. They're vegetarian, so the foundation of, of any horse, whether it's a thoroughbred a mini, uh, an endurance horse or a stock horse, needs to be hay or pasture. Yeah, 100%.
0: So with miniature horse owners, there is that tendency that oh it can get a little bit overweight if out on the pasture or in that specific environment. So it's up to the owner to manage those calories in to the calories out and that, that might even include taking him off the pasture that then going on a low sugar, low starch hay 24 seven to keep that digestive environment
1: at its peak. Yeah Brian, so one step further onto that. So if you've got a horse with a, with a hay belly and you're gonna restrict pasture in the hope that it's gonna lose that weight, you're actually doing the opposite. You're stressing a horse. Um, there's a hormonal imbalance. It makes the horse shut down. And in hindsight, it actually puts on more weight. So, you know, horses can't really go for hours and hours without having anything to graze on. Um, it's very dangerous. It, it won't make them lose weight. Worst of all, it's it's likely they could develop ulcers um, and even, even colic for that, for that fact as well.
0: Yeah, your you high-risk feeding is when you do restrict that Roughage. That's one of the foundations that every horse should have access to. And it's, I think it's up to the owner to create that environment of sourcing the right hay type, getting, getting their pasture right if possible, and then developing the diet from, from that point.
1: Look, some owners might inherit a horse or they might get a horse that's never had free choice hay or, or pasture if it's safe to. And that horse is going to run out, literally, bowl everyone over, and and gorge the hay like it's you know like it's going out of fashion. And yeah, that will happen for the first couple of days. And, and as we know through experience, that horse will you know will sort itself out in terms of it will it will eat what it needs. But why it's gorging at it and why it's sort of you know like really taking it to to another level is because it's probably never had ad lib hay. And and like anything, you know when. It, in your mind, if you think it's going to get taken away, you want to eat as much as you can because it could not be there tomorrow. So owners shouldn't panic if, if, if they are going to try to implement this, this feed program in terms of the, the unlimited hay or, or you know give them as much as what they can eat. It will not make your horse put weight on and, and, and they will regulate in time. Yeah, so
0: it comes back to those basic principles of 1% to 1.5% of the horse's body weight in roughage per day. And that's going to ensure that digestive health and the points that Peter has mentioned. So for a mini, you have to look at this as your foundation and then work out from there with your other supplements and hard feed.
1: It's basically, Brian, like to put it in in sort of layman's terms in human's terms is like the horse has got anxiety, you know, like with some humans got anxiety because it hasn't had the hay or it's been taken away at certain points in its life. It's got that memory block. So it's, it's, you know, it's literally waiting for that hay to get taken away. And that will change over time, but people just have to be persistent with it.
0: Yeah. And also with nutrition demands on other particular miniature horses, if they're a cart animal or a show horse or a lactating mare even in the miniature form, they require a little bit more roughage due to that nutrient
1: requirement and then building, again, the diet around this. I think another benefit too, Brian, that we've experienced with, with the horses that we've worked with is when we do give them at-lib hay, their behaviour really mellows down. Um, obviously, being trickle feeders, you know, there's, there's none of that insulin spikes from, from all the different feeds in it because they have got the hay to help digest those starchy feeds if they are part of the diet. So naturally, the horse it's going to be less bored, it's going to be, you know, less irritable, and they are going to have hay in front of them, which which will naturally just calm down their demeanour.
0: Yeah, 100%. So miniature horses are prone to obesity, so the reason to, for this is the calories in to calories out needs probably extra attention with a mini horse, because it's there's such a a fine line with the amounts and the percentages. So with exercise for miniature horses, that's got to be recognised as an increased nutrient requirement, and then if they're not being
1: exercised, to adjust those calories back down. So basically, I think I mentioned just briefly, starving your horse a hay actually makes him fat. You know, for the reasons that we've that we've mentioned. And if someone's trying to give you some some great wisdom about you know taking hay away from his diet, you know, politely thank that person and just walk away and know that that you know you are going to be doing the right thing even though you think well I've got a big fat horse that's a mini and someone's you know trying to help me in terms of saying well they've got to get unlimited hay a grassy hay in an ideal world that's not going to put more weight on what you have to take out of the diet is what's contributed to that to that obesity as Brian mentioned and that's what we're going to dissect today yeah so the vitamin and mineral requirements for larger
0: breeds of horses is similar to the ones for the miniature horses, just in that same proportion. So we, we wanna get a quality min, vitamin mineral profile into them just to promote the overall health, the skin and coat condition, the hoof health, the immune system. And all these body systems require this on a daily basis to perform at their peak or to help their defense in times of stress and, and even, even environmental factors that, that may come about.
1: Well, what we're trying to do, Brian, is obviously if, if the diet is going to be, you know, lib roads grass hay or, or it's going to be any other grassy hay, that hay has lost a lot of its nutrients from, from when it was pasture to when it's dried out into into its into dried out form, which is hay. So we need to plug the holes now that, that that hay has, and that's from your magnesium to your zinc to your coppers, all the minerals as well. And and that's what a product like the CF50 does. So that's more a specific uh, product for, for any horses that are on, on the obese side. It's a very small feed rate. Um, what would a bee brine for a mini on, on maintenance level?
0: Yeah, it's probably only one or two scoops because it's the 50 grams to the 100 grams. And what we look into is you, you get your foundation right with the roughage. We'll see their vitamin requirements that are required according to their work, whether in maintenance, light work, heavy work and then we can adjust that all with the CF50 ration. And that's gonna save you having to feed two or three other supplements with it. Like you don't need that hoof supplement, you don't need that digestive supplement yet, unless that stress is an overburden on that digestive system.
1: Well, we've done the hard work with the CF50 and for any sort of listeners that don't know what the product is, it's, it's a vitamin mineral supplement in a palate form, but best of all, it's grain free. So, if any of our, our our owners out there, you know, are, are still feeding powdered supplements and are getting a big pulp and, and, and soaking it and putting the powder into the peat pulp, you don't need to do that. I mean, this product already has has a high fiber base. It's it's a grain free base. All your vitamins and minerals are included in the pellet. It's it's very palatable. Minis from fifty to to hundred grams. So so your cost per feed is astronomically low, and it's very good value for money. So. Even for the obese ones at at 50 to 100 grams, that's nothing compared to with some other companies. It might be a kilogram of a grain-based product that you'd need to feed to get the equivalent vitamins, minerals of our 100 grams, which is 10 to 1. So for a horse that's overweight, it's a a no-brainer to use the grain-free.
0: Yeah, it hits every target vitamin mineral-wise, but it is the ultimate weight loss feed to give for an overweight mini Brian you know yourself diets don't work what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's got that really good nutrient profile that just due to the grain free aspect yeah. you,
1: you're doing giving those you're not giving that
0: overload of calories which need to be worked off
1: it's fermentable fiber mm. so basically you know it's a slow release energy it's very safe for the horse you know, you've got the grassy hay. You now you've got a grain-free product that's you know that's high in fiber. So you've got good fiber over another good fiber, and a horse you know isn't even coming any you know anywhere near any any grain-based product. So you know we can show our listeners the way that you can have a healthy horse. You can have a horse that's got really good energy without having to feed you know grain sort of to its eyeballs.
0: Yeah, there's definitely going to be a temperament change as well. There's no insulin spike, as Peter said they're not going to be on that sugar high or, or having to work that off with excitable behaviour. And they're just going to have a better functioning digestive system which is made to ferment fibre
1: and that provides the energy for them to thrive. As you mentioned, the, the vitamins and the minerals will only help strengthen the immune system as well. So it's going to protect them from a lot of the pathogens out there from you know, bacterial infections, um, any sort of viruses out there. So a healthy immune system is important. From memory, it's about 70% of their immune systems in their gut, so, so it's paramount we get the gut health right. And, and as Brian said, if we can get a lot of fiber in a diet, you know, we can get a good supplement in that diet, there might not be a need to feed a gut health supplement. So you know, there are numerous gut, you know, gut health supplements out there. And yeah, horses have got issues, but we gotta look at what's causing the gut health problems. And we contribute that to a poor diet. So when we start feeding that horse a balanced diet, then the gut health issues hopefully will disappear. 100%, Peter, every horse is different. The way
0: they, they cope with stress, the way they can adapt to environments, and some do it really well, they won't get digestive upset, upsets, but then the ones that do just need that extra management. But if you know that you've got your foundation right and you've been ticking all those boxes, you're gonna save yourself money in the long run because you're on that lower sugar and starch, no grain, and it's, it's just lower
1: risk feeding. Yeah, 100% Brian. Um, So if our listeners have got an obese mini Brian and they're looking at getting some omega-3, plant-based omega-3 into the diet, um, how would the Senoil be a safe option as well? Obviously being being a fat source as well as an omega-3 source, what's a a good way to incorporate that product into the diet?
0: With the overall nutrient profile of the diet, it's gonna really suit the CF-50 and the roughage as a complementary omega-3 source at only 10 mils per 100 kgs, you're only giving 20 mils or 30 mils of that fat calorie. Obviously, you adjust it for your horse, the way they're they're looking, but they're not going to pile on the kgs from that fat ration.
1: And And the benefits out of the omega-3 are far going to outweigh, you know, like the extra fat that the horse might put on. And like any sort of exercise, obviously, you know, it's good exercise and it is balancing the diet. So if that if that horse is getting any sort of grain-based product the simplest thing will be to to replace either the grain-based product and include the fat or reduce the grain-based product and 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 add the fat into it and you know have that balance
0: yeah that that whole profile is conducive to better internal health for the horse and you're going to limit all those other risk factors like the metabolic issues even colic and laminitis
1: Brian, maybe a lot of our listeners don't know this fact, but horses cannot produce their own omega-3. And normally they'll get it out of fresh pasture if it's really good quality. So if they are on a purely hay diet or, or they're on fiber pellets, they're gonna be deficient in omega-3. And that's where a product like the Senoil comes in, which has got very similar omega-3 to omega-6 profile as fresh pasture that's a must product for every horse that does not have access to pasture
0: yeah you're 100% right it really is the missing link to most diets and it's the testament of its success in the industry as a quality product providing that quality omega-3 in the diet and day after day we see the huge benefits and the turnaround in, in horses not just in their shine and coat but also their temperament and due to the no sugar and starch profile it's perfect for them.
1: Brian, also, I think we must not forget the importance of salt in the diet. Do you want to just maybe dwell on, on, on why salt's really critical?
0: Yeah, 100%. The Salt is so critical for horses, including miniature horses, because it activates their thirst response. It, it allows them to drink water, so they're, then they're properly hydrated. We can't get enough sodium and chloride, which is salt into a pellet. So you have to add it on top and, and it's to ensure that they're actually eating it. So it's best to mix it in with the feed. So you, you feed around 10 grams per 100 kg body weight to so say your mini is around 200 kgs. Just 20 grams has to, can be table salt, can be a macrobiotic salt, if you can get it, a sea salt.
1: Anything natural, Brian. Yeah,
0: and it's gonna really highly benefit their hydration Water is is so underrated for performance and overall health. And if you've got a properly hydrated horse, their health is just insured and they thrive.
1: I think one point two I'd like to add is if there are any minis, obviously owners that have got minis that do performance or any sort of showing, um, any sort of event, um, highly recommend the, the Send Electrolyte to replace the sweat that they do lose. So obviously, you know, the night before the competition, even even during the competition in the morning, perhaps, and what we need is we got to replace that sweat that's lost and we need the sodium chloride inside the electrolyte to actually push that water inside the cells. so we need the water around the cells that's very important but we also need the water inside the cells and and that's what the electrolyte will do will push the water inside the cells and when a horse has the water inside the cells that's where it maintains hydration it's not just the outside they need the hydration inside the cells as well
0: yeah it's it's a really important balance and having that base of salt and then when they are sweating replacing it with the electrolytes or what is lost in sweat particularly with our product that is sugar-free no fillers it's a pure product and it's getting massive results in the industry
1: it's water soluble too so if if any owners wanted to have um you know two separate water buckets you could you could have a water bucket with the electrolyte in it which will fully dissolve like gatorade um and then and then have a separate fresh water bucket as well for that for that particular horse
0: Yep. So in review of this miniature pony diet, you've got your foundation, which is your hay, you've got your vitamin mineral profile, which is coming from the CF50, you've got your omega-3 source, which is from the oil, and you've got your salt, which is for your hydration. They're the basics you need for every horse, including miniature horses, and that's just simplified all your feeding into one thing and hitting all those nutrient targets that they are required daily.
1: Look at San Brian, what we've tried to create for, for our clients and, and even for ourselves is we try to create a feed program so we're not here just to pedal products or to, or to try to flog products at, at different ailments. So where, you know, we're more concerned about is, well, let's get the foundation and the overall diet right. You know, we, when we get the diet right, there's less chance of things going wrong in terms of symptoms sort of developing. We know when horses get older, they're more prone to different, to different ailments, but the foundation needs to be Fiber, fiber, hay, hay, roughage, roughage. You know, the, that's the foundation. And as Brian just mentioned briefly, in terms of filling the gaps with, with the omega-3 and then a vinyl mineral profile, it's a very simple way to feed, but better you know, better of all, it's a very cost-effective way to feed. So if owners want to calculate, well, you know, if you feed X amount of hay per day, how much will that cost? You know, a couple of scoops of CF50, what does that cost? You know, 20, 20 ml of cent oil. When you weigh up the, the cost of those three, um, you know, products inside the, the feed, that's gonna be a lot more cost effective than if you're feeding three or four different bagged feeds plus two or three supplements.
0: And 100% Peter, and for the poor doers of the miniatures, you can easily access our Send Grain Free product if you need those extra calories in a nice high fiber pellet, which is gonna have the same profile as CF50, but gives those added calories in.
1: There's a lot more fiber in that in that product, obviously, because there's less premix inside. So, about 100 grams, Brian, of the CF50 would be about 400 to 500 grams of the grain free. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, as Brian said, those extra calories that, that that horse is getting every day, you know, good fermentable fiber, you know, that will help. The horse put on a bit of weight most of the time we see horses that are more overweight than than underweight but we do have both products that could fill both gaps
0: yeah and it's saving you buying two products so you're not buying another calorie source because you're getting it all in that grain free
1: pellet brian the problem is that by getting another product or or another two products is how do you know that everything's going to be balanced you know one's going to have 700 milligrams of vine the other one might have 300 milligrams of vine one might not have enough zinc, one's got too much copper. It's, it's like the kernel, herbs, and spices. You know, we can't throw everything into the, into the pot and then expect it to all be balanced.
0: Yeah. And also, having that foundation right, then say you do have an older mini who's, got, who's prone to joint issues or arthritis, you can easily add a product like Sengold on top to really help that joint health and drive those anti inflammatory properties just to improve their health later
1: on in life. Also with Queensland Ichbron or Swedish, um, we've had really good success with our client services in Qatar with managing Swedish over there, um, along with the sand Oil and the Sen Gold fed together. They're getting extremely good results in, in, in combating the problem and actually staying, staying ahead of it. So, yeah.
0: And also, if any miniature horse owners are out there that are still confused about the whole diet, they want to talk to someone about it, feel free to call our office number. We also have a big red button on the website, which is the free diet analysis. You normally get a reply within 24 hours. It's very popular. <laughs> Where Carly and myself, we, we go through them. We, we try and, we're trying to work in with the environment that you have and just show and educate the way that you can feed more healthy without blowing your budget.
1: And also a take-home message for our listeners out there who who might be feeding, you know, a specific mini product or or it's labeled as a cool feed or anything along those lines. Look at the fiber content of the the bagged feed that you're feeding and and this is more for education. If the fiber is not at 25%, absolute minimum 20, but ideally 25% and above, you're feeding a grain-based feed and what I mean by grain-based feed is that the first one or two ingredients are going to be grain based whether it's barley or mill run or or you know maize or a combination of of the three so for a horse that's obese you want to keep it as far away from from grain as you can you know if you've got one that that looks at a carrot and and you know puts on weight look at the bag that that you're feeding or or you're looking at purchasing Um, horses that are obese they don't need any more help to to put on weight Um, ideally a 25 percent and above fiber level you're gonna be assuring that that horse ain't gonna pile on the pounds even more than what it has to. Our grain-free product averages around about 35%, and it's 2.9% sugar and starch, which which we think is the lowest in Australia.
0: So that wraps everything up for today about miniature horses. If you still have any questions, please call us. We're in, in the office available to answer any questions. Feel free to share this episode on social media, even with other miniature horse owner friends. And we'll be back with
1: another podcast very soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.